Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. What a beautiful presence of the Lord here right now. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. As the world wrestles with uncertainty. Amen. And instability. The church, we are forever planted on a rock. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our confidence is not in this world. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's not in political agreement or compromise. Amen. It's not in the strength of man's armies, <laughs> but it is in the promises <laughs> that God has given us through His Word. <laughs> Hallelujah. The church has a date with destiny. Amen. And we are victorious. And we are the glorious church that God will pull from this decaying earth. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so excited. How could you not be stirred if you were in the adult class? Amen. Thank you, Sister Marlene, for that lesson here today. Amen. Praise God. Let's just give the Lord one more hand praise. We love you, Jesus. We bless you. We're so thankful, O oh Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be here today. Amen. It's so nice to have our guests with us, Vanjie. Amen. And her granddaughter, Maya. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. She goes to Chinook Middle School. We were just over there and, and had a football game. And Mason was like, that is the nicest middle school. It is really nice school. Amen. We're so glad to have both of you with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. And it's nice to have Sebastian with us. Again, amen, all the way from Hanford High School. Praise the Lord. Amen. Appreciate him. I'm excited about this uh, contest. Amen. I remember when we did the 100 souls in 100 days. You know, I was thinking about the politicians. And in the first 100 days, we're going to do this. And I thought, you know what? The church, we could turn we could turn it up in these first 100 days. And I like this idea. Praise God. We are in the fourth quarter. I know a lot of you are football fans out there. And the fourth quarter is when the, the game is finally settled. Well, this is the fourth quarter of 2022. And I like the idea of putting in a full-out blitz. Amen. On the community. Praise God. And so it's an invite. I like that. We just invite out. Praise God. Doesn't matter if they say yay or nay, as long as they respond. 
Praise the Lord. That's all we're looking for. You know why? Because that's a little bit of a seed. And the next time they run into something where they need help, guess where they'll come a-running to? Right here, amen. <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. One time I was in a, on a trip. I was out of town, and uh, somebody had called me up. And I had never talked to this person really before deeply about the Word of God, but they knew where I stood, and I knew where they stood, and there was a couple of conversations, but nothing really where they let me in, right? So I didn't force my way in, and they put the guard up, so I stopped and was a gentleman about it and and all of that. But uh, I got a call. I was in a hotel room in Wenatchee, and I was up there for a wrestling tournament with one of the boys and uh, this person called me up and said, we need you to pray for my girlfriend's daughter. She's having problems with drugs and things are really, really bad. I was like, okay, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll pray for her. He says, no, can you pray now? I said, okay. He goes, I'm going to put her on the phone, and I want you to pray for her. Hey, that's why we want to invite out to the house of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. When it comes down to the time when the shaking starts to happen, <laughs> they need a place to go to. They need a people to call, and we want to be that people. Amen. Don't you? Praise God. You got to forgive me one second here. I forgot about the earpiece. And so right before I got called up, I thought, oh, I don't have my earpiece in. And then I thought, well, I'll just go the old fashioned style. Excuse me. And uh, but I needed two hands there to take the lid off that thing. So anyway, praise God. At first, when you're using that earpiece, it's different. But then you kind of get used to it, and, and now this feels a little different. So anyway, praise God. It's good to be here. If you notice, I was gone. Cliff reminded me. No excuses. We missed last Sunday. Um, my wife and I, we were out celebrating 35 years of being together. Can you believe that? 35 years. <laughs> Man, I've only had a couple of black eyes and bloody noses, <laughs> but uh, I've made it through. <laughs> that was that was that was a long time ago. Anyway, it's been it's been such a great blessing. Praise God. And uh, we had a wonderful time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about this message. I thank uh, Pastor Grant in that uh, the schedule got all messed up and mixed up, and I was actually scheduled to teach the adult class and preach, and Wednesday night, I pointed that out to him, and he goes, oh, we, we, we can't do that. You don't, you don't want to do that, and, and so uh, we asked uh, Sister Marlene, and I hadn't even looked at the adult lesson, but I had my idea already the Lord gave me what to what to speak on and so i was already excited about that and so when i uh, when i sent over the lesson to sister reyes i was uh you know just one of those deals where it's like wow 
that's what I'm preaching on. And so, uh, anyway, I tell you, she did a fabulous job. I, I think we ought to have maybe a quarterly commentary. She's like the uh, watchman on the wall, uh, but she's a woman. She's the watchwoman on the wall. <laughs> uh, her commentary on current events and current issues is pretty good. And she really stays on top of that. So I appreciate that very much. Amen. Praise God. You know, sometimes I'm just too busy, it seems like, to try to... you got to sift through a lot of stuff to find out what is really going on, right? And sometimes you think you got it, and then you hear some of the stuff that you went over today, and you think, how did I not even know about that? Right? So anyway, appreciate that. If you have your Bibles, I'd like, if you wouldn't mind standing for the honoring of, of the reading of God's Word. Hey Amen. I've got just one short little scripture here that I would like to read. It's found in Proverbs chapter 18. And I really want to focus in on the first part of that, Proverbs 18 and 21. So what's the goal? It's 100. We want 100, 100 invites. We can do it. 100 invites. Brother Ali and Sister Beth, when we did it, they were, they were lighting up my phone with texts. Ali would say, I just invited three on the bus. Uh, uh, Sister Beth was like, I just went to the coffee house, invited these two people. It, it gets you thinking about it. And I found myself just constantly inviting people. So I appreciate that. Amen. Here we go. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I want to focus on that first part of that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Praise God. If you'd help me right now, if you'd put your Bibles down and help me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God. Amen. For what you're doing here in this congregation, Lord God. Thank you for blessing us already today, Lord God. And we give you great thanks for what's going to happen, Lord Jesus. Uh, thank you for the anointing that you've put upon the congregation this morning, God. Amen. Let us be doers and not just hearers of your word. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. This ability that we have as humans, the ability to have a thought from our internal being and to be able to articulate that in either in a verbal sense or in written sense is really what separates us from the animal kingdom, right? This really is what separates us from this, is being able to convey a thought or a feeling to another individual. They can't do that in the animal kingdom, but we can do it as humans. Amen. Praise God. But it goes even beyond further than that. We actually possess the ability with 
our articulating of thoughts and feelings through our words the ability to take life and to give life. Ooh, I think about that. Don't let anybody fool you to say that you're just one step away from an orangutan or one step away, you know, from a monkey. No, that's not the case, right? Amen. No, we have the ability to create, not just, uh, what's it, uh, what's that called, gurgitate, right? We have the ability to create thought and bring forth things. Uh, amen. If you are a parent, uh, you know how powerful it is uh, because a child will come to you at a sincerity and ask questions and you get to form their opinion and thoughts of how they think, right? I tell Easton, don't be too hard on somebody that you're in school with and because they are bold in their claim against God or being an atheist. Because it's really, that's all they know. You can't blame them. They were formed that way, perhaps, from a parent. I know I was, right? And so all they need is somebody to maybe shed a little truth with some new wording. Amen. So we have the ability to create, amen, and to give life from our words. And that's really what I want to focus on is this. The message is speaking life. Amen. Speaking life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sister Janelle does a great job on those. That is beautiful. You could put that on the postcard and send it out. And we should do a bulk mailer just get the right out here. Just mail it out. Amen. Board, find out what the cost is. Let's figure it out. Let's get it done. <laughs> Praise God. That is a great one. I like that. Speaking life. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, how is it that we have this ability and the rest of God's creation does not? It's one simple answer. We are his children. <laughs> As much as I love, well, I don't really love, as much as I like our dogs, right? I don't love them in the way that I love my children. But we do have dogs that we like, and um, <clears throat> they are not the sons and daughters of the Most High. No, they are not. Amen. And so we have, we have these traits that we inherited from our father. Yes. Now, I have traits that I inherited from my father. My boys have traits they inherited from me. But if I was to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, that's just not quite the case. There's only one person that's been able to say that, and that was Jesus. He says, Philip, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. Right? But in humanity, we can't say that. I can't say when you see me, you've seen my dad. Now, if you know my dad, you'll know that I have some characteristics that I've had to overcome in the Holy Ghost I have mannerisms from my father, but you can't say when you've seen Mason or Grant, you've seen me. But there are genetic characteristics that are passed down, not just from teaching, 
Now, I worked with an individual who was a uh, financial professional, and he had a son that I wasn't aware of, a son that was 35 years old that he had as a teenager and never raised him, never lived with him, had no influence on his life. Now, I had worked with this gentleman for about 10 years, and he was, oh, 60 or so, and his, uh, his son came in and he interviewed with me. He said, I want you to interview my son. I said, well, your son's only like 14. He goes, no, I got another son you don't know about. He's, not, he's never been in my life, but we're making some relationships here, and I want you to interview him. And you know, I was blown away. Here he was, 30-something years old, 34, 35 years old, and I was interviewing him, and I was going to lunch with his dad at least two or three times a week and got to know his dad really well. And as I sat there and interviewed him, I was blown away at the mannerisms and characteristics, how he held himself. He was just like his father, even though he had never been raised with his father. I couldn't believe it. I just sat there thinking and pondering upon it. And then I went and told his dad, I said, you would not believe how much he is like you. He's, he said, really? I go, oh, it's amazing. <sighs> Praise God. It's inside of us. You know what? And this is why the Bible says this. Uh, through our own words, we have the ability to give life uh, because we find at the very beginning of the Bible, when there's nothing but darkness and void, uh, we find in Genesis chapter 1, uh, in the third verse, uh, the Bible says, God says, uh, let there be light, uh, and suddenly uh, there was light. Uh, the whole creation of six days, uh, it was all, every day was this. And God said, and he spoke it into existence by his own verbal command. Things were created from things that were not in existence. You see, he has the ability to create things that we can see from things that do not exist. Hebrews tells us that, the book of Hebrews. Amen. Now, mankind, we have not tapped into that, but we have traits of our Father that we have the ability to give life through a word. We have the ability to take away and demean an individual through word. We have power through our spoken word. Amen. Just as he has power to create, so he has put that into his children. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, here's the hard part sometimes. Sometimes oh, God gives us a word and a promise. And we think, okay, God, is that really for me? Is it really? I want you to know that Abraham was just a man just like you and I. And God gave him a promise. And look what Abraham, what the Bible says about this. Can you please give me Romans chapter 4, 
starting at verse 19. We'll read through 21. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. What that really means there is he knew the state that he was in. And he knew that God could do whatever God said he was going to do. Even though his body was well beyond the years of being able to produce a father naturally. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He knew that, but he didn't let that stop himself from allowing God's word to speak life into a dead situation. Sometimes we look too much at the situation that we're in and we think, oh God, how can you ever get me out? How? But the good news is, is we are the children of Abraham by faith. And so that faith that Abraham had, it dwells in you and I. Praise God. And so the situation looks hopeless, but no, I've got a faith, amen, that God is coming for a people, hallelujah, that have been washed in the blood, filled with His Spirit, and set apart for His glory. Hallelujah. I know it sounds like a promise that can't be true, but I've got the faith to believe the word of God just like Abraham in an impossible situation amen hallelujah neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb amen keep going please next verse he staggered not at the promises the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I know that God has given you some promises, and maybe they haven't come to pass yet, but when the opportunity comes, when the altar call is given, that's your opportunity to stand around and to say, Oh God, I know I'm not blessed like you're going to bless me me, but the blessings are coming. I know, amen, I'm not being used like you're going to use me, but the time is going to come, amen. you got to rejoice in the promise of God that's coming in your life, amen. Hallelujah. And being fully persuaded that he had promised he was, uh, he was able also to perform. <sighs> Hallelujah. This is why God gives you something so powerful when you come to Him. It starts off, hallelujah, you may have the most wicked life. You, made a, you might have been the most vile sinner. You might have done the most horrendous things. But when you come to an altar of repentance and you say, Oh God, I'm sorry, I'm not going to live this life any longer, but I'm going to give you everything. Amen. Amen. 
and you die out to that old man, he gives you something that the world has no idea about. It's the power. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. And it changes a person. Hallelujah. God didn't come just to die, though he had to die. But he came to give you a life-changing experience. It's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you can't deny it when you get it. Hallelujah. And so when that happens, when you're overfilled with the Holy Ghost, it is a witness between you and Him. And so then, when you get into the Word and you see that all the promises are then open up to you, oh, you better start believing it because you've already had the personal experience and revelation of the power of God in your life. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. When God says it, it is going to happen. He says, is there anything too hard for me? There are times when I've, oh God, how? I don't know how. What am I going to do? How? I'm so grateful, amen, that I get to go to God like that. He doesn't expect me to carry all the weight of the world. He says, put it upon me. Amen. I'm here. Hallelujah. And I get to go. I don't have to lean on my own understanding. Amen. But I can acknowledge him. I can trust in him. Amen. He shall guide my path. Praise God. I don't know how everything is going to lay out in specifics. But I do know this, that the church is glorious. Amen. And we are the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. And we are his bride. And we're the one thing in the world that he longs for and is coming back for. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Somebody might say, well, that was a great promise that God gave Abraham, but I want you to know God has given you and I promises can you give me 2 Peter 1 and 4? This is the Apostle Peter writing to the church. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Yeah, he gave a promise to Abraham, but he has given a promise to his people, the church. That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. There's coming a day when that trumpet is going to sound. And this mortal shall put on immortality. This corruption shall put on incorruption. Hallelujah. There shall be no more power of death over this decaying body. Amen. This is what he's talking about. There is a promise that he's given to his children. 
children uh, that we shall overcome death uh, in that great uh, day of the Lord. Hallelujah. Having escaped uh, the corruption that is in this world. Amen. Though death and decay is part of the natural way of this world, it has no effect on the eternal church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. And so you've got promises. There are specific promises. Amen. I've heard Brother Ali talk about how the Lord has told him what he's going to do. Amen. And I know you and I have promises pertaining to our own lives, pertaining to our children. Amen. In our walk with God. And we just got to hold on and trust God by faith that these things are coming to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe God's word and it gives us life. But it doesn't stop there. In Ezekiel chapter 37, God takes Ezekiel in the spirit to a place of a valley, a multitude of death, dry bones. And the Lord says, God says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel, he says, Lord, you know. And you know what? God is showing his servant the power lies to give life lies in your voice and your words. He says, Ezekiel, you stand and declare the word of God. You stand and prophesy. He, Ezekiel would probably think, hold on, you're God. Aren't you supposed to speak it? And then it happens? No, Ezekiel, it's your turn. Stand up. I want you to prophesy and declare the word of the Lord. And Ezekiel, Ezekiel stood back and he declared, amen, the word of God. And suddenly something happened to that valley of dry bones. Life started to come into it, and Ezekiel started to realize, amen, that there was power in the spoken word of God. There's power to give life even when man says it, amen. He didn't fully quite understand what was going on, but God was showing humanity, his servant, that my power that he possesses, I'm giving to you to use in a way. Amen. To change humanity. Praise God. He says, prophesy, speak the word. The bones come together, but there's no life in them. The Lord says, prophesy. Sister Marlene said it. We're to speak to the wind. 
He said, prophesy to the wind, Ezekiel. Ezekiel declares the word of the Lord. The wind comes through. Suddenly life is put up into those bones, and they stand as an army of God. And he says, so is this the nation of Israel, my people. Don't you know that in those days Israel was in captivity under Babylon, the great and mighty kingdom of the earth. Amen. And the people of Israel were without hope and lost in sin. And I'm sure that they thought that they would be slaves or that they would be in captivity for at least three or four hundred years. Like as in the days of Moses. But God, He sent Ezekiel to preach the message of repentance and to give hope of the near future, of the destiny that God would restore his people back to their place in Jerusalem. It's like you and I today... (laughs) Amen. The United States of America, we're in a place of great sin, it seems like. No, we haven't been overtaken 100% by the Babylonians, but it could very well soon happen, it seems like. Amen. But we've got the word of encouragement that it's not the will of God that any should perish, but all come to Him. Amen. And that we've got a vision that God has got a grand plan place for those who turn to him not in this land but a new place amen hallelujah what a message that we can give life amen this world today the people that we go to that we work with the people that we amen go to school with they have no hope in this world, but if we can step up, if we can give them a little bit of hope, if we can speak the word of God and say, here, hold on, America, God's not done with you, but if we would return to God, if we would find an altar to repent, amen, there's a promise that God would hear our cries and he would forgive our sins and heal our land, amen, oh, don't give up, praise God, hallelujah, We've got to give a word of encouragement and hope and breathe life into this country. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She brought up today Mark 4. Jesus, how he was in the boat with the disciples. And they said to him in the midst of a storm, he was sleeping. They said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And he stands up, walks out onto that boat. He commands the sea, the waves to stop, the storm. They were shocked and amazed. Amen. They said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the seas obey his voice? I'll tell you this. 
There is not a greater feeling than you can have than when you stand on the ship of somebody's life when they are going through the storm and you speak the word of God in their life and suddenly the storm fades away. I'm telling you, that is the greatest feeling you will have, amen, when you can put peace into a person's life, when they're in the midst of the storm, when you put together the Word of God so perfectly, amen, that it gives them hope, it gives them clarity, amen. They no longer see the sea raging in the storm, but they see they've got a Savior, that they've got a hope that goes beyond the temporary problems of this life, that God loves them. He hasn't forgot about them. He knows exactly where they are. Amen. I want you to know that this is the greatest gift that we have as being a child of God, is being able to speak life to an individual who doesn't think like that they have hope in this world. Amen. This is where it's all at and being a Christian. Amen. You know, when we pastored that little church for eight years. The greatest thing that happened to me in there was the people coming with hopeless situations. And I didn't have intellect, amen, to work out their problems. But all I could do was go to the Word of God. And I would try, amen, to breathe the Word of God and put life into a dark and hopeless situation. Amen. This is the will of God for you and I in our lives today, is to speak hope, is to give life. We are the children of the great creator. Amen. And we are the ones who will turn this world around. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I tell you what, I challenge you. Speak, speak the word of God. Amen. Give somebody hope and you watch. You know, when you minister to somebody that way, God ministers to you. Ooh, it's powerful. It is so powerful. Yeah, but you know, I don't have a lot. You don't need a lot. All you need is the Holy Ghost inside of you. You got that. You got everything you need. Acts chapter 2. Well, I want to back up a little bit, right? The Lord, he rebukes Peter. He even calls him the devil. Rebukes him. You don't understand the things of God. He just couldn't believe it. He had to think upon that for a while. <laughs> I'm sure Peter had to think upon that one for a while. He's filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 3. Him and John are going to the temple to pray. And there's a man who's been crippled and lame from his birth. 
that they would put in front of the temple to beg for money or alms. And when Peter is walking by with John, he says, hey, sir, look at me, look at us. And the Bible says he looked up thinking that he was maybe going to get a $10 bill or a Big Mac or something like that. But he said, Peter said, I don't got any Big Macs. I don't got any money for Taco Bell. But this which I do have, give I thee. He says, I'm going to give you something better than a Big Mac. <laughs> I'm going to give you something better, amen, than even Chick-fil-A. I'm going to give you the Word of God. And when I speak it, it's going to give life to a dead situation. Amen. He says, silver and gold, I don't got any money. But that which I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Amen. That man, as Peter lifted up his hand, he couldn't believe it. He started dancing. He started shouting, amen. Praise God. You see, Peter, he understood the revelation that God wanted to trans. He wanted to take this ability of creating and speaking life in his own ability and put it into his people. Amen. To transfer it, to transition his people that way. Amen. And I really believe that is the difference between the apostles and Paul and myself. They really fully understood the power of God's Word being implemented into a person's life. They spoke it. They saw it with the centurion soldier. He says, hey, my child is dying. They were all around. Jesus says, well, hold on, I can't go right now, but I'll make some time to go. And he says, hey, don't worry about coming to my house. I'm not worthy for you to come under my house. He says, just say the word, Jesus. You just say it. You just say the word, and I know my daughter will be healed as I go. Jesus turned around to the disciples who had been walking with them for a year, year and a half. He says, you know what, boys? I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel. Your daughter is healed. It took them a while, but they fully understood. They fully understood. You and I, we possess the power, amen, to create life out of a dead, dying situation by just the words that we speak. Praise God. Amen. And as the musicians get ready to come, praise the Lord. I'd like to take a few minutes here. I'd like to speak life 
into your situation. You might be going through a temptation right now. And you feel like you're in a trial of your faith. But I want you to know this. The Word tells us that God will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able to bear. But He will make a way out for you that you may be able to bear it. You might be going through an ugly situation right now and maybe your life is a mess and and you've made a wreck of something or a relationship and you're wondering, how can I ever straighten this thing out? I want you to know, hear the word of the Lord, uh, that He makes everything beautiful in His time. Hallelujah. You might be going through something right now. Maybe the church knows about it or maybe the church doesn't. And it's keeping you up at night and you can't sleep and you've got anxiety and your heart breaks. And only your pillow knows how many tears you have shed. I want you to know, amen, that you might be crying all night long, sorrow all evening, but joy is coming in the morning. Hallelujah. I want you to know that the storm you're in, it is not, amen, for the rest of your life. This too shall pass, amen. Hallelujah. God has not forsaken you. Maybe you feel like that you've done wrong. And you feel like that God is punishing you for something. I want you to know that if you think God is angry with you, He will not keep His anger forever. But as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. Amen. Praise God. Oh, if I could give life to you. Hear the word of the Lord today, this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He will not leave you or forsake you. He will not leave you comfortless, but he shall come unto you. Amen. I want you to know that God, hallelujah, is constantly thinking about you. You're always on his mind, even when you're not. Amen. Even when he's not on your mind, God always have you at the center of his idea and his plan. He holds the church. Amen. That way. Praise God. As they play, I'm going to ask us to do something here this morning. I'm going to ask that when you come down to this altar, I'm going to ask you to one, I want you to say, like Abraham, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm not going to doubt the promise of God in my life. Amen. Or I want you to come down and I want you to say, 
and speak out. And I want you to speak the word of God. Like she said this morning, speak to the mountain. Get out of my life. I don't want to deal with this wind anymore. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke this in Jesus' name. I want you to come up here, and I want you to speak to that problem, that challenge that is in your life. Amen. And then I want you to, I want you to stand, see yourself, envision yourself. Amen. Speaking to somebody and speaking the word of hope in the word of life into them. Amen. I want you to see yourself the next time somebody says, I don't know, what are we going to do about Putin? Or I don't know what's going to happen with the stock market. I want you to picture yourself saying it. Amen. Come down and even say it in faith. Oh, amen. I understand why you're concerned, but let me tell you why I'm believing and trusting in the Word of God because I've read the back of the book. Amen. And His people are safe with Him. Hallelujah. Can we do that? I know it's just us here this morning. Would you stand? Amen. Praise God. I want to be the church that go forth and speaks a word of hope and encouragement into a dead and dying world. Amen. Hallelujah. Just as God, He creates with His voice in the words that He says. He's depending on you and I to be His children. And to speak that word. If you need to speak the word over your own life, you do that. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You gotta hear yourself say it. I believe, God, you love me. I believe, amen, I'm your son. I believe I'm your daughter. I believe, oh Lord God, you'll keep me all the days of my life. Oh, would you make that declaration to him? Would you speak it out, amen? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. As they begin to sing, as they begin to play, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Would you come down here this morning? Would you speak that word out in faith? Would you believe it here today and make that declaration? Oh, God, I believe it. Oh, Lord God, this is not how the story ends. Amen. God, I believe you're going to make reconciliation between me and them. Oh, Lord God, I believe you're going to save my son. I believe you're going to save my daughter. I believe you're going to save save my husband. I believe you're going to save my wife. Oh, that's it. Would you take authority over the situation of your life? That's it. You got power inside of you to speak and to give life. Amen. Oh, that's it. Don't say it in a whisper. Say it so you can hear it. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Take the authority right now. Thus saith the word of God. Oh, prophesy, man. Prophesy. Oh, Ezekiel, can these bones live? 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, right now, that's it. Faith is being increased. See it, see it, amen. Oh, see it happening in your life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. From the rising sun to the setting sun, I'll raise your name. Great is your faithfulness to God from me to age, so the earth may pass away. Remains the same. Your history will prove there's nothing you can't do. You're faithful and true.
it. Oh, that's it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, that's it. Amen. Life is being created right now in the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We overcome by the power of the spoken word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. By the word, my testimony By the word of life, all that's proclaimed in testimony, he saved me. Yes, I'm testimony, Jesus rescued me. Oh, testimony, he delivered me. This is the word of my testimony, in testimony, ever since I've been. so grateful, amen, for you giving us this ability to change lives by speaking your word, oh Lord God. We're so thankful, oh Lord God. We desire, amen, to manifest this glory and this power to this world, oh Lord God. We desire to be your children, amen, children of light in a dark world, oh Lord God. God, we just pray, oh Lord God, that you would go forth, amen. Let your light shine in us, O oh Lord God. Keep us all together and bring us back safely, O oh Lord. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God.